position. He kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Kia ora and moyen. Welcome to Today Radio Studio 4 in Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. Scott, show number 130 tonight. Let's, 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 let's put that in cricket terms. Uh, what, what does that mean in a cricket term? Yeah, that our innings is steady enough? Yeah, you've kicked on. Kicked on to bigger and better things, you know. Fingers crossed. Looking at the uh, the 200, is it nearing? No, nah, not at all. So not just at all. get nervous when you head, get up there. Head just down, imagine, head, head down, bum up. Obviously, I'm sporting the moustache at the moment. Imagine look if at that, I because look, you're a bit tight, uh, close to the mic. There we go. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. That's almost how we started off. Imagine if I'd have been growing this for all 130 shows. Would you have gone with the uh, the handlebar approach, let it go? Would you go for a little curly wheel? Because there's a while those... you, were tw- you were tweaking up with a little bit of gel, I think, on, on our Facebook I, I uh, be or social media. I've got to be careful how I say this one. But you ever see, like, the, I don't want to say Chinese or Japanese, but the guys who have, like, the, you know, where it comes down here and it's proper... Ooh. Proper hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Bob, not to put you <laughs> off here. We're, uh, well, we're very privileged. They're very um, privileged. To be joined by Bob Haller. I've said that right, have I? All good. Triathlete, uh, thanks a lot for joining us this Sunday evening. Um, yeah, obviously we'll, we'll uh, what do you say? I don't want to say dive or ride into it, you Spot, know? Oh, yeah, well, you got splash into dive into it obviously and fire into it fire into it then you're going to jump on a on a on a bicycle so you're going to bicycle roll, bicycle <laughs> then you're going to roll into it yeah and then he's going to run uh, into it uh, leap into it straight into up it, yeah. one question which discipline do you least like the one i'm least good at <laughs> <laughs> right, it all depends i mean first of all thank guys for for having me yeah it's really cool I'm, i feel privileged too um but yeah for me it's uh sports wise is Three disciplines, you can't always be the best or the, the good guy in, in every single one of them. So I have, let's say, my moods in uh, in each of them. Uh, depends on the moments. Right <laughs> now, my worst is probably the bike. And yeah, it changes. It, it, it yeah. changes. <laughs> that sounds like, uh, it sounds like a proper sports I'm going to put you a bit on the spot here, Scott. If you think of the Luxembourgish athletes... At the highest order, who are some of the names that come to your mind? Well, obviously, Go. it's Bob's top of the stack yeah. here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Never. That's never purely been. purely from stalking your Instagram. You know, some, no, without that, that he's, he's, he's in the media a lot, and he's an, an athlete that's been doing it since what? Certainly in the last seven years, maybe, maybe seven years. But that, how long you, that you've really been a high, a, a high profile, um, a high profile sportsman? Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for 14, 15 years. 14, 15 years, yeah. total, yep. my first European Championships as a junior was in 2009. Yeah. So since then, I've been every year selected somewhere, somehow, for European Champs, World Champs, European Games, twice. Uh, 
Olympic Games is the last one that's missing, so... Yeah, well, long way, long may it continue, yeah. and touch wood, we'll be backing Thanks. you for that one. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get into the crux of the interview, but as always, Nathan loves to uh, to start things off with uh, sport and the history and the world today. What you got yeah, for us, Uncle uh, Pete? Yeah, only a few in there today, um, t- today, mate. So it's 20... F- today, in 1988, on the, it, was the, it was the 24th Olympic Games opening in Seoul. Seoul. Korea, Big Korea. bad Ben Johnson. Was he yeah, that's oh, 1988. Trust me, mate. Trust me, I teach this for GCSE. Trust yep. me. All right. 92 Olympics. Oh, hold on. What, what, we, could te- we could test Bob here. We could throw him right under the under the bus here. What's 92? Nin- 1984 was uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. 1988 was Seoul. 1992. Barcelona. Shout. Uh, so he knows his stuff. 1992. 1996. Atlanta. Coca-Cola Atlanta. Games. Very good. And then we move on to 2000. Sydney. Easy. Sydney. Yeah, uh, look at this. He he's rolling. Checking, <laughs> he was hounding me early. He's like, what sort of questions I'm going to ask? Two, handed them on. Right, we'll not stop there. 2004. Athens. Athens, 2008. Beijing. Beijing, look at ah, that. It's, 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 it's too easy. I'm going to stop on there. You should have called it. You should have flipped th- it on him and got him uh, to answer 2024. It Paris. Paris, too well, good, too good, too good. 2028. 2028. Is that going back to Los Angeles? Yes. Yeah, and 32? Oh. Je Brisbane. Brizzy holding it, are they? Hey, yeah. the Aussies The Aussies do... They do a bloody good job at yeah, organising... Yeah. Um, Actually, Gold Coast, or Brisbane Gold Coast all the way up. Yep. The, um, the interesting one about the Aussies is in 2000, Sydney was actually the first ever modern Olympics to actually make a profit, to actually make money on hosting the event. Because obviously, I mean, you've seen all the all the press around all the stuff, what we call the white elephants, you know, the big stadiums that they build. You know, you just look at the, out in Rio and stuff like that at the moment, these stadiums that get built and then after that, that's it. They're never, you know, they're never used again for the for the, for the running costs and the cost to actually get them ready in time. But yeah, Sydney was actually the first one where they, um, where they made money on it. Straight into it, Bob. Have you uh, raced in Noosa? Because they have a pretty big uh, triathlon there. Not, not Noosa himself. I was in Noosa. Yep. I've raced the World Cup in Mooloolaba and the WTCS in Gold Coast. How hot? How hot is it, the temperature? Not that bad. It wasn't too bad? No, it's like March. It's not that hot. Okay. It's like end not of too summer bad. probably, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be, you certainly don't no. want to be there in uh, January, February. She's, uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's hot, toasty roast. Hot, 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 hot. I mean, I, I've spent a little bit of time in, in Victoria and, and, and up in Queensland. I've been in some situations where you can actually see the um, the tar melting on the on, yeah. on the on the road. It can get that hot. Like a hot day in the UK, mate. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh... The, only, the only other one there I've got in sport history in the world today is in this date in 2006, the Federation Cup Women's Tennis in Charlois, Belgium. Now, we talked about this the other week, Justine Hennen-Harding. She um, withdrew with uh, withdrew her match from a knee injury in a, in a decisive doubles match levelled at one, a one set all. And, um, and because of her withdrawal, it meant that uh, Italy went on to win their first ever title. 3-2 so uh, just across the border Belgium and the Federation Women's Cup Tennis because of uh, well, the unfortunate injury of Justine Hennen-Harden but I've got a few birthdays for you Phil Jackson we have to say Phil Jackson Phil what do you think Phil Jackson where the beard tall give me a sport born 1945 is 78 this day Phil Jackson. Phil oh, is he, oh, there we go. Um, there we go. Chicago Bulls. There we go. Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Who we else? always talk about building up a pub quiz. <laughs> team and stuff like that, you know? What other team did he coach after the Bulls? I'm not going to give a team down it was in Mexico. No, it was that he was with the Knicks and then he went to the Bulls. And the Bulls is where we would probably most recognize yeah, him from yeah. in the Jordan era. And then he went out, then he went to another team just as big as Bulls. In fact, we had Luke Vise on, oh, uh, on the studio the other day. Lakers. Was his favorite team. Yeah, exactly. 
I think I think if you were coaching basketball during that era, you'd be gutted. Mm-hmm. Like you think if you could push things on 20, 30 years, you think of the cheddar those boys would be earning now. You know how how high profile the NBA is. It's all relative with the with the times, yeah. isn't it? Well, happy birthday to, to Phil Jackson. He's seventy eight. Another Big birthday, uh, Billy Bonds, seventy seven. No, Billy Bonds. Baseball. Billy Bonds. No, mate. He's a West Ham player. Defender played for Charlton West Ham. He actually played six hundred and sixty three games for uh, West Ham. One of one, one of the all time greats. In fact, the kit that they're no, wearing at the moment was that... a Billy Bonds era in the nineteen eighties, and he's a big picture of him outside West Ham. That wouldn't be in Glorious. the top division though, because West Ham. Weren't playing. Mate, nineteen eighty, no, no, we, like we won. No, we won the FA Cup, mate. Oh, right, okay. Uh, nineteen eighty-five. Tommy Burdish, Czech tennis player. He won thirteen ATP t- uh, titles. Born in nineteen ninety-five. Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. Now he was the he was the quarterback. We we're talking about always obviously a big rival between the two quarterbacks, but he was the uh, American quarterback who um, just won the Super Bowl twenty twenty two with uh, Kansas City. Hot, hot property at the moment, yeah. isn't he? Hot and property. a uh, another birthday was a Formula One French driving racer, uh, racing driver that actually um, failed to finish today uh, racing for uh, Alpine and the Renault engine was uh, Esteban Ocon. He was oh. born on this date in nineteen ninety six. Where's he from? He's French. Is he? Yeah. Really? Doesn't sound it, doesn't sound it, does it? I thought you were going to say uh, the King of Crash, Romain Grosjean, you know, when you're talking <laughs> the about King that. King of Crash, boy, that boy, that, um, that, 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 uh, that, uh, speaking, crash. speaking of random one, have you seen that crash he had? Uh, the mate, how the yeah. hell he's walked away from that? I remember talking about that when we saw it. Lucky, lucky boy. Bob, do you like rugby? Yeah, yeah. I do. Right, who are you going for in this rugby world cup? Uh, Le Bleu? No. For the All Blacks. Ah, listen, all all no. you can cut, you can come and cuddle up close all to me. Black, yeah. You're a good and man. South Africa. Yeah, and South Africa, I and think. The, the, South Africa. Well, they had a massive win today. I'm not sure if you saw that. I saw yesterday the, the clash against Aussies. Yeah, well, actually, now Australia are playing Fiji right. Uh, I'm just pulling up the score. I'm just pulling up the score. Come on, load, will you? Oh, mine's got loaded at 19.9. Mate, it's 19.8. 19.8, rather, excuse me. Can't clearly oh, mate, it's put, it's put, Well, you got it 57 minutes? Uh, let me just have a look. Ski. Yeah, well, 54 minutes. I've got 19.8. Mate, Australia ain't coming back from this. You don't think so? Come on, Fiji. You, you <laughs> know, I've got my Fiji cap on, yeah. but um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure why. Cause I had a bit of anyway, this isn't a rugby podcast. Bob, let's... <laughs> you you never believe it, though. Yeah. I, I guarantee that I rugby's coming back in. My <laughs> first junior world champs, I was in Auckland. Yeah. And, uh, City I, of sales. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing I did when I was in my room... I checked. Uh, well, we've heard training camp before, but when we came to the city and we had uh, we were at the race site, first thing I did was switch on TV. I prayed. I went. I went through every channel there was just to see the haka of the of the of the All Blacks, Blacks yeah. and I found it. I yeah. was so happy. Yeah, I think yeah. it's it's one of the things you I think it's one of the things. I'm not just going to talk about rugby tonight, right? <laughs> but but I'll I'll stop playing soon enough. And it's one of the things I'll never get to face is the haka, and I think it's. One of the coolest things you can ever, uh, you know, experience and stuff like that. It is unf- it is unfortunate because it, even like your brother, who's played 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 down harbour, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he may have faced a, a hucker because every school ha- every school has a hucker. So one school competes against the hucker. The races in triathlon they do a hucker before the race. Really? Or at the briefing of the they, race. They, yeah, do it, they, do, they do it on a squash court. They do it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I love, every, it. love it. Do you, do you think that's something that's come in recently? You know, we talk about the awe of the All Blacks because there was that, you know, that infamous story where they, in 2004, where they had their worst 
worst run ever, didn't they, or whatever it was? And then they sort of reinvented themselves and they went into deep Tana, into history. Tana, they, Tana, they, Manga, Boro, they, yeah. Well, they talk about the the, the manner. So what 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 are they talking about when well, they talk is, about that? Yeah, manner is manner is the pride. Manner is the the, the self respect. The manner of the family. I, yeah, pride is probably the 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 best word. There's another word that you'll hear quite quite as 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 kiakaha, and it means be be strong. It's often a, a phrase that you would say to say goodbye to someone. You know, you'd say you know, adios and, and kiakaha, be strong for the. I was, the I was watching a, an interview with Aaron Smith, and he was talking about how traditionally the All Blacks would. You know they would pick which hacker they would do the capo pango or they would do the camate, but now the they normally always do the capo pango because that is the All Blacks hacker. That is their a little hacker. bit, yeah, yeah. It was in that in, in that era that oh, they, uh, all they, the cutthroat they, stuff. But anyway, Bob, let's yeah. cut into this. <laughs> um, I mean, you're a big tall bloke, so well, why you don't play rugby, I don't know. But there's still time. There's still time. How did you um, how did you end up getting into you know triathlon? Was it a case of cycling and then? Moving across or swimming or? Uh, I've no. We have. I mean, in Luxembourg, we have the in the school system. We have the those sports where the schools play against each other in and the Lazelle. Yeah, Lazelle, yep. in every sports. And I was basically in every team, wherever whatever sport it was, I was always there. And uh, well, my parents at some time they they separated. My my mom met a new man, and that's actually the man who brought me to the sport. So he saw talent. He saw that I was passionate about sport, whatever it was. And he asked me sometimes because he was a journalist on free time, uh, and he just asked me to like, hey, do you want to run a race? Do you want to try a duathlon? Do you want and just like that out of trying out, it just was nice to yeah. do three sports instead of one, and uh, kind of liked it. It was really bad in the beginning, right? But it just liked it and start training for it, and then. I mean, yeah, slowly picked it up. I mean, there we go. It goes, we, I, I was really bad at the at the beginning. What well, Scott and I preach every week. I mean, the number of times you fall off a bicycle. You, the, the only reason you got on a on, on a bike, even yeah. though it's worse. You got to be shit. You got to you got to learn to fall. You got to yeah. learn to fall off. The more times you fall off, the better you're going to get. And the same with the same with life. So as you say, you you weren't the best triathlete when you started out, but um, sure. So when you when you yeah you say right you know yeah triathlons going to be my thing is that just a case of being like right well tonight i'm going to get on the bike tonight i'm going to run or uh, lunchtime today i'm going to swim do you, did you manage your own training initially and then no that guy actually his name is roman he was there my career i mean uh, i've known him since i was what 10 11 years old so yeah he's been all the time there so um yeah no he just he made the plans in the beginning so he tried and then he said okay we need to get some more structure in it about find a team in luxembourg and stuff so i started in in mama in tree speed mama uh was my first team um that's yeah i was like the first i was literally the youngest guy there and the first kid actually so uh i was there with like what 14 13 14 15 years old probably yeah maybe 14 years old and the next one was like 26 so I was like by far the youngest kid, and uh, now they have the biggest team of kids in the country. Really? So I was like the first one, and just rolled after that. I mean, I think it's fair to say that in um, in, in Luxembourgish sport, you know, certainly cycling, and then the triathlon is is certainly way up um, at the top of the stack when it comes to you know the profile and the participation. What what what's brought that on? Is that again from the schools, or is that because there's lots of clubs now? Why do you think that? Why do you think that is? Yeah, I don't think we have too much in school. I think we need to, to improve a lot more uh, school sport. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I think I was just too much passionate about any sport. I loved every sport. I would, even in holidays, whatever there is, I cannot stop. 
I have to do something. <laughs> Did I tell you that I hosted, it would have been oh, many, many moons ago, I think probably about 2004, 2003, I hosted the New Zealand University Triathlon team. Did I tell you about that? I remember you telling me the, about uh, the, the, the INS. And yeah. They all stayed on your I, couch, didn't they? they well, some stayed on the couch. Actually, we, 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 we threw a few into the um, the INS. I think you could you could stay stay there. Um, but... Uh, can you confirm the Vice Van Puck still ex- that that yeah, race still exists? Sure. But we actually, or they actually, did a race in uh, Eschenach. Does that yeah, does that sure, race still? Both. Yeah, yeah. Those are the both absolute national races that exist. And uh, each year, normally, it's like every second year they change who gets the championship. Okay. So okay. So distance. and mm-hmm. now since a few years they have included the sprint championship because international we also do world championships in sprint distance or European champs. And so it's like, for example, this year, the long the, the Olympic distance uh, championship was in Eschenach, I think, and the sprint distance in Zweifampo. Next year, yeah. it's just going to be... Around the back of the lake, there's a nasty little little, little yeah, climb yeah, out nice the back of there. Up yeah, the up the cloud, that's it. I tell you what, I remember my memory's good, Scott. Memory's good. We we should go and have a go and see how crap we would yeah, um, be. Let's do it together next would year. They, it's um, going to be after the Olympics. Would they be all right if I... Watch, watch your ankles, because yeah, I'll be, I'll be yeah. holding on. Would they be all right, <laughs> be all right if I swam in my life jacket or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, I'll, t- I'll coach both of you until there and then you make a race. You make a race. There we yeah. go. As long as I beat him, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be happy, mate. <laughs> this guy, ultra competitive. I've got about 10 years yeah, on him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just looking over the distances, so it's a 1.5k uh, swim, 40k bike, and a 10k run. You know, I could do the 40k bike ride. The 10k run, yeah, it would be all right, but it's the 1.5k swim that scares the life out of me. Yeah. And that's the and that's the first discipline as well, yeah. well of course. Now, so just to uh, uh, clear the matter, you prefer the shorter distances or the Olympic distance as opposed to the Ironman, the, yeah, the long yeah. eight, the, the long case, eight hours. Yeah, like Olymp- Olympic distance, what you just said, is that's like the maximum I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And is there like we always talk about the bagarre and stuff like that? Now it could be. Are there any tactics you can use? I mean, when you when you dive in, can you, you know, swim, throw in a few rusty ones? I know it's not the most efficient way to swim, or is it a... Potato in the shoe, yeah, or... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not, no, no. I mean, it was much rougher a few years back, and then they suddenly started, because some guys came out with bloody nose, yeah. or... Yeah, scratch that, or whatever. <laughs> Or open wetsuits and stuff like that. So to avoid all of that uh, and to make people like sanction, they they have more people. Well, on the international races, uh, local races, probably yeah, yeah. you can still, still get, get, get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I um, I was. Have you watched um, Fittest on Earth with Matt, Matt Fraser? The documentaries about the CrossFit Games and stuff like that on um, on Netflix. The very good one. One of the more recent ones. Um, and the whole point is to cat. They, they obviously train round all year, and they want to try and catch them off guard for the event. And they put in this swim where they basically all charge down the beach and then have to swim and then do sprints and stuff. It's, it's absolutely grim. But they're chatting to Matt Fraser, and he basically he wouldn't be the you know he's a, he's a machine like, but his swim wouldn't have been the strongest. So he's chatting to one of the blokes, um, and uh, it's like, yeah, mate, one of the you know, one of the birds was in, one of the girls was in front of me. So he basically grabbed her by the ankle. Mate, these these are big boys, you know, they can throw some tin around. And he just grabbed your woman by the ankle. This is the water. And basically just like hauled her back over his uh, over his head. And he this guy's chatting to me like, yeah, she was, I had to like pull her back to get her behind me and stuff. And then the woman comes up to Matt Fraser and he's like, yeah, some arsehole grabbed me by the ankle and pulled back. The bloke's like, 
Yeah, oh, <laughs> just, you heard it live. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's gone. Sorry. Do you? So, out of the three discipline, uh, three disciplines, do, have you always had a favourite one, or does it chop and change as as time goes on? Yeah. Or? No, like I'm coming mostly from a running background here in Luxembourg. Okay. So, but yeah, now it's just it changes a lot in the international. It's like, I mean, I had that crash in the European Games. I was a bit hindered in the running training for a while so running is not my best shape right now and swim and bike have picked up because of it i've done more i could work properly on that so yeah it just changes a lot during the year yeah i mean when, when we talk about the bike and obviously swimming there is a technical technical em- element to it we'd have to get sorted out if we got specced up you know those we couldn't be doing it on the velo bikes you know but do you do you have to um is it just a case of you know doing all the work beforehand you know to get to get that engine to get fit or i mean uh, forgive my ignorance when i'm talking about technically on the bike but you know is it you stay on your toes or is it your body position i mean i don't know because you can't draft i don't think you can draft in in it it's just in the everything that's over uh, over the olympic distance you cannot draft everything that's olympic distance and lower you can draft okay because we're just too close to each other so it's okay so it's so it's okay yeah that's it yeah very but yeah no no technical i mean we are uh there's their tactics yeah like technically you need to be good of course i mean there's some corners and stuff to come and uh, you need to avoid people you need to know your concurrence you need to know who not to cycle behind because they're li- likely to have a crash yeah they have a track so, record and yeah. stuff like that i mean that's a, that's that's an interesting point because presumably you when you rock up to the sorry to disrupt uh, 2266 minutes 228 22.8. Come on, VG. Um, <laughs> when you're... Uh, you, you've thrown me off there. Yeah, so obviously you meet up with all the guys. Like Again, just, just talk us through your racing on the weekend. Do you rock up on a, a Friday morning? You get your, your bag of goodies, you sign in, you get your race number. Do you know a lot of the guys who you're yeah. you're competing against? Always the same guys. And, it, and is it, are they a sociable bunch or are they... Are yeah, they, well, some are liked by mostly, some are not liked so much. But yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, we're always racing each other. It's always the same guys, always the same blokes around. And yeah, it's just, it's one big family. I mean, it's like uh, some other sports where it's always the same guys competing. And yeah, we just know each other. Who's your go-to? Who's When you when you crack that bottle top first and you get grab it, who's your first Ching Ching to? Yeah. Is it because, l- l- let's face it, Luxembourg's a small country. What other athletes? There we, ha- we don't have that many. There were some countries, you know, you could probably get Australians or even South Africans. You'd probably come with a bigger contingent. Well, Germans, yeah. in fact, to be to be fair with you, I guess. The Norwegians are crushing it at the moment, aren't they? The yeah, Norwegians they were well. for, for a few years now. Yeah, I mean... Uh, the Brits, do you give them a little... Yeah. Tap at the start of the race. Yeah, it depends. Sometimes depends. I've been nice to some guys asking, like, if you bring me up to the front in a swim, I'll pay you a beer after the race. Yeah. It worked yeah. a few times. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we had Charles Munster on, and he's a rally car driver. And he said the, the funny bit is if you're meeting the other drivers, and you, because they, a big part of what they do is knowing the course when they're going around. And he was talking about how. Yeah, if you if you're talking to someone you might not be the biggest fan of, be like, yeah, watch that. You know, turn 13s a, yeah. a sketchy way. Just trying to just trying to get in the uh, trying to get into the head. So let's just go back to your your sort of journey in triathlon. Um, obviously, you you presumably had some early success when you were when you were a lot younger. Um, and it's funny how that early success can often be you know have a have a massive influence on whether you're gonna going to continue with something so what was that early success for you 
Yeah, I mean, uh, my junior years and the two years before the junior years uh, were pretty good. I mean, I've competed a lot at uh, European Championships. I managed to qualify pretty early on uh, before I was even junior. Uh, for my world, first World Champs as well, I was not even junior yet. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I did a lot of European Cups and uh, the Belgian Champs, Netherlands Champs, uh, Swiss Champs and stuff. And I always managed somehow to get on the podium or sometimes win. Uh, European Cups, I got better. I always finished somehow in the end top 10 in the in every European Cup. I was uh, in the last year junior or second, no, first year junior. I was even like uh, 30 the European uh, current ranking stuff at the end. Uh, I finished top five in the world ranking. Uh, same for the last year's junior. So, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of good successes and uh, there was a different area. I mean, I had a lot of talents. Uh, I didn't know too much about training, so... Uh, worked as it came um, but yeah after that uh, it changed quickly I mean uh, if you go on to the longer you're, I mean you go under 23 category you means uh, you go race the first time against the elite guys you know as a junior more like motivated you're like ah, I'm gonna fight the elites it's nice it's uh, it's uh, memories it's uh, experience you, you're taking in you do mistakes and everything you learn from it and then yeah later on the training just changed and um there were some mistakes happening in the career and yeah it's mean yeah the early success was amazing and now it's just like continuous trying to make more yeah what well, was one of the humbling experience was there ever in a, a, a moment there you thought right i'm going to take one of these elite boys on and then the he, he blew you out or dropped you off a hill or, or dropped you on a hill was, yeah. did you have a few humbling ones i had uh, i think the most humbling one was uh, 2016 it was uh, i mean even as a junior i was I was called the nomad. I was Bobby International. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went from one training group to the other, went from this junior group to that junior group here and there. I was everywhere, every, always with the Norwegians on the training camp, the French guys, the Germans. I was kind of everywhere. But I think 2016, I was uh, with the Australian group. Um, well, they were international group, but it was based. they were based in Aussie and uh, it was in the New Plymouth World Cup in New Zealand. Yeah. The first time I was allowed to train with them and then that year we did multiple training camps with them and that was the first time I was like, I really worked with Olympic champion, uh, women's world Olympic champion that year. I top guys that finished top 10 podiums on, on the biggest races. So is it fair to say that that... Um, you know, Bobby the Nomad. Let's say, is it yeah. is it because or do you think that of that information that you were able to get from those different camps that that ultimately helped out? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it was amazing because I mean, I also got invited or accepted into groups because I had good talent. I was uh, successful early on in in the junior categories. Um, so yeah, they were happy to have me. I was helping out. They were helping me out, uh, learning curve and stuff. And then, yeah, so yeah. One of those beautiful things in Luxembourg, cool. because also they, they, you know, we just got the, the yeah. gift of languages as well. You can yeah. jump from the, you can jump from the German camp to the French camp like yeah. this. Can even understand the Dutch that's going on, and you exactly. can, you can get all the chit chat and all the, all the information. I know some of you've been like Danny, you're with him this afternoon. He was exactly the same, going on back on the, on the, on the bus and chipping away at the other teams, the little Luxembourg. Yeah, there we were. Yeah, we're right old hustlers, exactly. right? Because we can, we can, we can do it. You can do it, can you? Can you speak well, all no, the languages? That's, that's, that's why I take my, that's why I take my boys with me. <laughs> so when you, when you, I mean, again, I love talking about the training. Is it a case of uh, how how often can you compete? Because you can't do this every Saturday morning, can you? You can't do the how how long if you if you've competed. Let's say you competed yesterday. How long are you looking at recovery wise, honestly? 
before you're back to, well, are you ever a hundred percent? You know, that's the, it's a bit cliche, isn't it? But are you ever a hundred percent when you play sport? How long are you looking at recovery wise? It depends on how you, how your training block went. I mean, now we have another five weeks training block before the next block of racing. And then it's going to be three races in a row, three weekends in a row, three countries, all in Asia, probably. And then, uh, two weeks until uh, the last race of the season in uh, in Chile. So it just depends. Sometimes you have more races in a row, you had a training block before. Uh, sometimes you make mistakes, like maybe last year, or, yeah, last year was a, it was a crazy year, I did so many races. I literally went there, uh, I think I was four weeks in a row, five weeks in a row, in three different continents. Don't forget you got a young family there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my boy was not born yet, yeah. so okay. it was okay. But yeah, we were sometimes afraid with the pregnancy. It's like, oh, something happening, and you're sitting in Bermuda, or you're sitting in Japan. It's like, oh my God, am I going to take the first flight home? Yeah. No, uh, no, everything worked out amazingly well. well congrats, partner, congrats yeah. for that. But yeah. um, what about, so with that traveling, that this this cycle that you're talking about, it's different. I mean, I certainly know even from a, from a squash background, I'm sure, Scott, you'd have it. So you, 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 and you go to, let's say you fly to Chile, you give yourself your three, four days a week to, let's say, acclimatize, but then all of a sudden you're going to go and race in, in, in Asia. I can tell you, you can do all the training you like here, but as soon as you go to Asia, the, the environment is very different. The air quality is just it's just different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess is it is it? Do you go in with the mentality everybody's in the same boat here? Sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I'd, actually, at that moment, I don't even think about the other guys. But uh, all I do is uh, try to focus on how I can do it on my best. So now, of course, we have the I, I let's call it the luxury. We have the Luxembourg High Performance uh, for recovery and sports uh, leaps. Yeah. Uh, because now we can actually work with scientists together. Um, saying like, for example, if I go uh, to the Asian races or I go from Asia to over to Chile, it's going to be like, okay, uh, how do we do to recover the best? And how do we do with the time zones? And how do we do with the sleep? And they just come up with a whole sleep program. And then I've used it last year and this year in the beginning of the year, it worked out perfectly. Brilliant. See, when, when you say sleep program, that's all well and good, but what are you doing? You're putting black paper over the window to try and get you to sleep because yeah. I've got the best intentions <laughs> of going to bed early tonight when I, when I get in. But, you know, when you've got little ones running around, it's not, uh, it's not as easy as that, is it? You know? You've got your kid now, right? Yeah, yeah, Two yeah. Weeks yeah. Ago. I've, I've got... I've you've got, learned I've to, got, you've got, 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 got to sleep anywhere, anytime. Oh, no, mate. You're, you're, preaching, you're preaching the converted, yeah, yeah. mate. I'll sleep. I'll sleep. I'll go into the couch here and leave uh, you two boys for half an hour now and have a sleep. Just Good to confirm, words. we have got an update. 22.15 Australia. Yeah, I've just seen that. 68 minutes, 12 to go. Ooh. It's Terry tired, isn't it? Terry no, tired. come on, Fiji. We got this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, again, just, just going back to the, the training side of things. When you're... When you're, so, sorry, not training, when you're competing, you obviously, as you say, you're focusing on yourself in the swim. And I mean, part of that is because you can't bloody see anything when you're going on. So you get out of the water, you go to the transition um, and you look, you obviously look up on the board and you can see where you are and be like, right, well, Frodo Baggins, I need to get after him or do you? Do you yeah. take that into consideration, or uh, the board is 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 hard because it's normally turned the way around that you is for the spectators you don't see it or you have to turn around you lose time. Uh, no, I think uh, you know the competitors that are around you. You know if they're already good swimmers next to you, not so good swimmers. If you don't follow them, you know okay, you got to work harder to somehow work through your way through it. Uh, during the swim, you I mean it's like I said in the beginning, you always meet the same guys. So you know around, if you're in the swim and you see someone next to you, you know it's a good swimmer, okay, and you're feeling good, 
you've done probably good. So you're probably somewhere in a good position. If you're next to a shit swimmer, <laughs> yeah. you know you're probably way back. Way back. Yeah. And it's going to be a difficult one. But yeah, and then you come out to swim and then it gets more clear. You, you will have your coach standing somewhere that you discussed before the race, where you're going to be, what you're going to tell me uh, to have the exact information that you need. And then uh, from there on you go. I mean, you jump on the bike, you'll see how far the guys in front of you are there, how many bikes are still in the transition zone. And uh, that's, that's when, when you when you reflect and, and look at your your better performances, you know where you're where you've run a good where you've sorry where you finished with a good time. Did you actually feel like you were going well, or did you feel because sometimes you chat to people and be like, yeah, I felt like I was going really well, and then they realise they're slow, and then you feel horrendous, and you're running and you've actually run a, a, a good time. Do you do you get that when you're when you're doing it? Or? Not not so many times. For me, it's really like I felt good, I do a good race, or I felt really bad, and it's a crappy result. So yeah, it depends really on the on how it's going, but uh, yeah, it's not so occasionally that I feel really good and I have a crappy race or this like if I felt bad, it's like something happened or I just could move the body didn't want to or yeah, just. Well, I've, I've, I mean, I've had that for the past fifteen years, so I know, I know, I know, how, you, I know how you feel. Every every runs well, a listen, bad run. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me when the um, when you watch triathlon, they have this kind of unique running style, and I guess it's understandable because they've just had a swim, they've just had a bike, so their technique is very different. Very from very a runner. Yeah, I from mean, a yeah, runner. Yeah. So when you're when you're practicing, well, let's say doing the technique of of, of running. How are you able to implement that technique after after just coming off a off a bike, for example? I don't think you think so much. Did about technique. That technique. No, you just you just, get, you just run like hell, get those yeah, get those exactly. wheels on, and run I've, like hell. I've, yeah, exactly. I, I, I did a sprint, a triathlon sprint. This is years ago, and I told mm-hmm. you about this. And anybody who's listening who hasn't done a triathlon, the only way I can describe it is when you come out of the water. Imagine being the most drunk you have ever been now i'm not even joking the most drunk you've ever been but you're aware of what's going on See, and it is like the slow wobbles do they do they still do it where they funnel you do they funnel you in or do you have to do it all on your own now obviously mine, mine was at a much lower level so we're happy to you know there's a few hand grabbing and yeah. stuff like that but yeah when uh, when you run out it's like because you're it's more because you're disorientated as hell it's not like in a swimming pool where you can you can track you know when you turn and stuff you, you've got points of reference your head is in the water and you just sort of you know obviously i wasn't at the front you know some sort of following the the noise but yeah you get out sure wasn't my old deer there when i got out of the water and there's this f- picture of me like just probably, just probably narrowed, narrowed it yeah, for people like you show. so you don't so you hold and, you keep yourself up right we, we did it i remember we did it on the first of april so it's bloody freezing we had to wear like a thicker a thicker wetsuit and we did it and my hands were so numb and so was the bloke who got out of the water with me as well. And I was like reaching over my, to, to like grab it and he couldn't grab his. So he he undid mine and then I uh, I ended up... Uh, teamwork, teamwork. Uh, yeah, so teamwork. you probably running with a kiwi by the side. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. It was probably, probably, you know, spiked my water or something later <laughs> on, you know, something like that. But um, yeah, would that be fair to say when you go particularly hard at the swim? Or do you always feel feel good? Or sometimes you get out and you're like, "Oh, mama, that was a yeah, that yeah. was a tough one." Happens. You must have asked yeah, that. You, I mean, you must have you, you must have yeah. made a dick of yourself in, 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 in occasions in the race where you go, "Why the hell did I do that?" Like, why? Yeah, they I mean, too sometimes hard? it's really, really hard. Uh, you really completely smashed already after one of the disciplines, and then if you keep going and you finish it, to, you make it to the finish line, you're like completely dead for a few days. But yeah, I mean, I have experienced the dizziness as well. 
um yeah i think it's just part of it now we have of course with the experience the training and everything we know where we are at the swim we know we we just we don't only breathe to one side we try to breathe to both sides or we have trained to breathe to one side we watch in the front we see where we're going we breathe to the front yeah it's uh, all difficult all different now well if if my daughters are uh, are listening to this show and they say hey you know what i want to give this a, a, a crack how do how do the the, the the kiddies are listening or the parents that are listening how do they get their kids in luxembourg into into doing a triathlon do we have like a little mini or tri series i know yeah. i know that new zealand no, no. have the week series yeah, don't exactly. they no. well, do we have any of that no can we can we create that can we well, we're bollocks we're too small for it we can we'll do start, any, we'll start we can do anything one. we can share and we'll it with zarlan right we can share it with mess i don't believe we're too i don't believe we're too small what can we do bob uh we have lots of kids races so every a major race like vice vampo Eschenau, okay they all have those mini series like really for people promotion race called yeah uh, it's really for people to try out like a beginner sort of exactly. thing yeah, yeah. for mums and dads as well yeah, yeah everyone can do it i mean right. it's uh actually in that race in vice vampo for example there's no age limit so a six-year-old can compete a 50-year-old doesn't matter just Brilliant. for fun just to try out um, but yeah, I think other other than that, if kids or parents want to try out or stuff, I think it's just easiest to see where the triathlon clubs are. They are so open. People in triathlon yeah. are very open people. Everyone's welcome every time, and you can just try out, see how it feels, how is the training, how is the first race. It's, yeah, it's funny. Races. It's funny you say that because I actually believe you know, of course, everyone believes their own sport is the best, don't they? But ultimately, we're all cut from the same cloth. You know, we sort of enjoy competing, and then. Um, you know, being in and around other people, there's certain people you might gravitate towards, and there's certain people you might avoid. You know, but th- that's just the uh, that gives us a, a few stories to tell. Just um, bouncing back to competing, when you're, it's a couple of minutes, it's one minute to go. It's still twenty two fifteen to uh, Fiji. Um, when you're when you're competing, what sort of time would you be happy with a time? I'm not talking about your best time, um, but you know, a, a decent time. That's the problem in triathlon. With the every course is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's it's really hard to compare times. Uh, I mean, the last race we've done, it's a it's very hard race with lots of hills on the bikes, even hills on the run. So it's impossible to compare it to. But, but what was what was your time for that for that race? For oh, that I crashed. I had a virus. <laughs> I completely stopped. I, oh, I really? I, I, oh I, shit! I drowned in the water. <laughs> and I was completely alone, almost alone on the bike. I still was with guys. I don't know how they managed to swim that bad because I was completely drowning. <laughs> and then I lost the wheels. I just couldn't go anymore. I just had to stop. And then Monday came back last week and did blood tests. I had a virus and was like sick for <sighs> okay. the week. Jesus! So, oh, yeah, it th- happens. I mean, the, what I'm, what I was really trying to get at is if you're telling me that takes you two hours okay for argument's yeah. sake let's let's pick two hours okay. as a time what the hell do you think about when you're <laughs> out running mate because i could go out for a 10 minute round minute run now and some of the stuff that's going through my head when yeah, i'm no, running yeah it's I'm almost like you know, I, I couldn't be a bigger advocate of in terms of you know looking at mental health because you sort of even now you know mate if you got if you're having a bad day go out and get the heart rate up and you'll It'll, it'll clear your head you know you sort of I always compare I've said it before I always compare have you seen you seen Inception I'm doing good it's 41 minutes since the first film I've mentioned 42 <laughs> minutes first, but it's a bit in, where he talks Inception he talks about when you're ever, whenever you're having a dream you never know how you actually got there you just you're just in the dream and I always personally I always find that if you're doing a you know a run or a bit of fitness you you might have had a bad day or whatever but then all of a sudden you're just like yeah let's just try and not die on the run and then you know 
keep going. But yeah, what do you what do you think about? It? There's no way you're thinking, yeah, um, stay up at um, 86% of your aerobic capacity here, Bob. You got this. You know, you can't be thinking about no. stuff like that no, when you're running. No, I mean, yeah, you, but you think just about race. You just think about the race. You think about where you're at that moment. Uh, you think about the things that you have talked with the coach before the race. I so mean, you're that you, completely zoned in, no different to yeah. be a regular. Sometimes you don't even you don't even realize that people are shouting at you. You don't even you will have your best friend or your, my wife, my kids standing on the side of the line, shouting for me. And after the race, I'll say, "Where did you stand? I have no idea where you were." Sure. And even if it's like okay on the bike, you would say, "Okay, you passed really quickly. You didn't hear them. You couldn't see them." Even on the run, sometimes you're so much in the zone. You just think about yeah, the mental health is very important. But yeah, you think about your little goals that you set uh, with the coach before the race, but you need to still be trying to stay with with how it goes. I mean, sometimes the plans that you put in for a race, they don't add up. Almost 100% they don't stay. Do, 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 you, ever, do you ever have a laugh like... Uh uh, on the um, on the bike and stuff with a few of the guys, or is it all always business? The only reason I mean, well, you, I you, I you, don't, well, you don't want to come across right, clowns like no, us. Right. <laughs> the only reason I ask you about this because when I did this uh, when I did this triathlon, I'll try and pull out the picture and you'll see it and you'll be like, Scott, what is going on with the bike here? Like it's all set up for me wrong. But this guy, the guy who wetsuit, I um, I helped undo. Right, mate, he got this. This piece of kit, you know, it was worth, I don't know, it was worth thousands, you know. And, mate, he flew off ahead of me. And, and you come on a rally 20. No, mate, he, um, oh, yeah, the old the grip shift. <laughs> Remember those kits and stuff with the old V-brakes <laughs> on the stuff, yeah. Um, and he went flying past me, but his chain came off. Uh, and so I went past him again. Uh, and then he, but then he got it back on and he kept, he must have gone past me probably three or four times. And then as we were getting to the end, he was off again and I just couldn't help it. And I was like, oh, you know, just as you're, just as you're going. And the guy was actually, he was, he was a top, top bloke and having a laugh and, you know, just dealing with uh, a minor mechanical, uh, um, oh, he's just, sorry, just to jump in here. Fiji had a penalty to not, give Australia the fee, uh, the bonus point they missed it but they have won 22-15 so it's all on in the, in that huge, pool huge but yeah wins. do you ever are there any boys you can have a bit of a giggle with when you're uh, when you're racing or yeah sure but nowadays it's mostly before and after the race I yeah. think over the past few years the the racing the the level has grown so big that it's the professionality of the sport uh, yeah. it's not even a, I mean the guys are still very chill everything's cool but uh, it's just doing the race is so hard you don't almost don't have a time for a giggle. It's really unless the race becomes really relaxing and you have a chat with someone or there's a word or something out. But all over the rest, it's just brutal. Just to follow on from that, obviously, we've as you can tell, we love laughing about funny stories and sport and stuff like that. We've just been joined by Anthony Perez, who's going to give us our football update very shortly. Have you ever been racing where something hilarious has happened? Yeah. Just doing the run, someone shitted himself. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we obviously went in, obviously the, uh, the, 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 from the water, I'm guessing. Uh, no, he just had, we're just having a bad day. Does this yeah. guy, don't have to tell uh, us his name. No, of course okay, not. does this guy still compete? Yeah, but not in international anymore. Oh, mate, you ain't shaking off. So what does, what does, I mean, fair play to his dedication for staying on the, on, on, on sure. you know, staying in the race, but what happens if you need to go for a Jimmy Riddle? You know, I, mean, do you, I mean, you can't really afford to jump off for two minutes or three no, minutes. No, but we had, uh, uh, you we just had, got to go? Oh, we had, I mean, everyone's teammates. Teammate. Mm -hmm. We had uh, once a teammate in Auckland a few years after 2012, so after the World Championship back then, and the guy jumped over the fence, had a quick, 
yeah. on the go next to the tree in the middle of the city and just yeah. jump back in and run. Mate, it's, run you back. know, um, the, the London Marathon obviously is quite a high profile sports yeah. event. I've heard that people who have done it have said you, you see all the cameras and they film all the runners and all that sort of thing. But there's part where you like go into an underpass and apparently it's like a war zone. There's people <laughs> peeing, <laughs> pooing, being area. sick everywhere. There's no cameras down there. <laughs> so it's like, just get there. Just get there and uh, and we'll be sweet. I've um, just got a question. I've got a question from long-time listener. Um, yeah, first-time questioner. Um, ask if Bob is happy with the order of the disciplines or would, it, would he prefer to, to change it to, to suit him? Ooh, that's, and, a, that's and, a good and also, question. Is there, is there a reason why they do have it swim, bike, run, or is it just the way it is? Um or if it's a stupid question, please don't ask him. No, there we no go. it's a good question. Uh, I think for the traditional races, I would keep it. But we have a new series that is called Super League Triathlon. It's okay, this is 2017. And this is one they're doing in London. Is it they're doing it in London? Was this one? Yeah, that was, uh, that was a few mo- a few weeks back. That's now. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that was amazing. But that that's I mean that sort of competing, every athlete that is in the international wants to do it. Just that you need to get the invitation, so it's really hard to get into it. Uh, or to know the people, it's like yeah, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've just googled it. Why is the swim first? And it, uh, the the main answer I've got um, is because it's better to avoid the risk of drowning from exhaustion. <laughs> okay, <laughs> really? So there you go. Okay, let's get the swim out of the way. If they can, if they can get through the swim, they deserve to. Uh, okay, if you had your order, okay, yeah. we got the 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 Bob Haller. When you retire, we're going to the Bob Haller uh, we'll mini, mini tries for, for kids. Okay, yeah. we're going to incorporate. Let everyone have a go, and you have to mix it out. Uh, mi- mix the three out. You're not allowed to go swim, bike, run. You've got to have the Bob Haller. I mean, I, what, what like are you going to go said, for? I found for the for the traditional, I would just keep it that way. Yeah, it's just the tradition. I like it, and I uh, think it's nice. But the Super League Triathlon, that's where it's really interesting because they mix it up. They cool. completely mix oh, it so up. You don't know what it's going to be. It's no, you know what's going to be. They have different formats. So you have the enduro, you have the triple mix, and stuff like that. So sometimes you do. So the distance is always like around three hundred swim, about three four k bike, and about two k run maximum or one k run like. Super uh, speed, super is, strong. Yeah, I mean that, that more, more like more like my alley. This this short distance that, stuff. That, <laughs> and that, then, for example, if you do the enduro, it's you do that three times in a row. Oh, you do it so three like three laps, in, sort of thing. No, so you swim, bike, run. Yeah. As soon as you finish your run, you put your shoes down, you go back, and you jump, you dive back in the swim. <laughs> you still want to do that one, Nathan? It's yeah. amazing. It's really because it's just powering up, and I'm sure that in a few years, maybe in Brisbane, well, I hope because I think they're even trying to do it. They will have that at the Olympics because it's just way more interesting. Yeah, people are way more together. The problem is it's very small courses, so it's less people on the start line. Yeah. Now we have at the Olympics fifty-five. In those races, there are maximum thirty guys. I mean, it, it almost the first thing you would say with something like that is to do like a heat, and then you qualify for a semis or a final or something yeah, like that. Go, yeah. cool. But that's that's interesting. I mean, that's always what we talk about when we get guys on from different sports: is how can yeah. the sport evolve? Because ultimately. With all respects, you know, it's mate, it's tough enough watching a full rugby match at the moment, you know, and if you've got events that go on for longer than that, it's hard exactly. to keep the, the spectators in, in, engaged. On the uh, subject of that, so let's uh, fast forward, you know, you're obviously going to qualify for the Olympics next time around, but That's then, yeah, and then uh, move, moving on, we're in Brisbane. Um, Oh, sorry, Los Angeles, and they decide... We'll do that, Paris, then Los Angeles, in Brisbane. Yeah, we'll do all we? three. Yeah, we'll do all three. You go, you go, you go we'll even get a tattoo, you know. <laughs> no, but um, let's look further down the line. 
if you were competing in this, obviously part of it is to try and get the crowd involved, um, you know, and, and get them making noise and because that's what it's all about. As I always say, we use the box in the UFC, that sort of thing to compare it to. If you could pick, you know, they're going to announce they've got 12, they've got the 12 uh, athletes coming out in your heat and you have to pick a piece of music to come out to and it's going to get the crowd going. What music would you come out to? We have that a little bit on the mixed relays. So every time they present a mixed relay team from a nation, they can choose a song. If I would be like a, a, a team that would be strong, you know, like uh, I would be going with funny songs. I would be like, I don't know. If I would be a, a team they, they know is going to be one for the podiums, maybe for the win and stuff, I would go out on the race be like, uh, they see me rolling. Oh, like, there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, get class, some swagger. Class, well done. Get, get <laughs> some swagger. We, uh, that, that, I mean, that's normally the last question I ask, but we always ask uh, other questions. Now, let's say uh, they bring in a rule um, where you're not allowed to wear a wetsuit when you're competing anymore. And this is purely for aesthetics and not performance purposes. Would you wear the boardies, you know, like the board, the surf shorts, or would you wear the budgie smugglers? What would you go for? Budgie smugglers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> legend, legend. Yeah. And then the last one is moustache or mullet. Uh, moustache. Team, team, so team moustache. <laughs> it is very uh, European. Yeah. Bob, you're, you're an absolute legend. It's been an absolute pleasure having you uh, having you on the show. Please stay in comms with us and we'll be watching eagerly, uh, certainly over the next couple of months and then obviously moving on towards Paris. And we really, ourselves and all the listeners, wish you all the best and uh, it'd be awesome to get another luck. So, um, turning a few heads yeah, in Paris would be awesome. Keep cool. doing what you're doing, boss. Um, Bob's going to hang around with us. I've got our uh, favourite football pundit, favourite football pundit, Anthony Perez, who's joining us. Anthony, what have you got for us? You have to start with Nuff Zero. Bro, 9 0. Do I even need to say more? Like, when I, when I did what, this, t- what football shirt's that? That's Odinese Calcio from oh, this season. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. As I said, Luxembourgish ship literally sank in Portugal. Mate, I don't think the ship left the harbour, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally, literally had high hopes before the game. You know, in fact, when it was announced that Cristiano Ronaldo wouldn't participate to the game, we were all like, oh, maybe there's a chance, maybe get a draw, maybe a win, who knows, who knows. Uh, even Lukos at the press conference before the game uh, told everybody, yeah, okay, Portugal is the best team from the group, but, you know, football, everything is possible. Yeah, everything is possible. It's also possible to to lose 9-0, you know. And, uh, yeah, they couldn't keep against Portugal's speed, but also their effectiveness, especially in second half, uh, where almost every shot landed in into the goal. Uh, I almost missed every goal because uh, I had better to do. I was at Chabafu. <laughs> I'm happy I was not. I, of course, watched the game. Uh, what, on the, on the Ferris wheel or up on my... I mean, that's an absolute <laughs> hide. The, the only thing I think of um, of that, that com- to compare that to, is when... Um, do you remember when Germany absolutely pumped Brazil, Brazil in the semi-finals? And it was like, I don't know if this is true, but what do you call the uh, the German coach... What was his name at the time? Yeah, he was basically like, right, lads, rein it in a bit here, because I think it was 5-0 at half time. I think it was 8-2 in the end, was it, or something? I think it was ridiculous. Was it not in Brazil? It was, it was. was 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 Yeah, it was absolutely brutal. Sorry, Anthony, carry on then. I guess, I guess the coach said at halftime when it was 4-0 four, four he was like no 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 go go just just score just score whatever uh, yeah now who's to blame the players the trainer I think it's a bit of, a bit of, a little bit of everything and uh, it would be wrong to say nah he's wrong for this game I mean maybe Luxembourg was too 
offensive, maybe the players didn't have a good day, and I guess that's it, you know, Portugal had a perfect day, like, when you see how many shots went into the, yeah. the goal, and uh, Luxembourg, like, they had a lot of individual mistakes, the trainer is under criticism, but he isn't only one to blame, you know. That's it's the bigger picture, isn't it? You have to step back and look, he's obviously been doing something right the last couple of years, yeah, as we hopefully. as we talked about the points tally they've accumulated, with one another three games to go, they're they're going to definitely improve and yeah. maybe even go through as a as a second qualifier. But, uh, but yeah, in a certain way, we, we got we were, got brought back into reality. I think we had too high hopes for this. But hey, come on, listen, we got to, We got to win over Iceland, and yes. that's uh, that's, just, a, that's a pretty good result. Just forget the game. Yeah, just analyze what went wrong, and then look forward to for the next games. You say that, but I've I've. A, massive interest in that psychology side of things like what the hell do you say to them after that yeah that's oh, just, n- next game when you go and tackle can you get a little bit closer than two and a half meters i think there's a bit more i think there's a bit more to it than that like but i mean do you do you you know do you go in and you know fill up the gatorade and you know launch that across the town? I don't, you know i don't know luke holes's coaching style but it's uh yeah i can't imagine it's easy and it's the nature you know it's very fickle you know when they're winning everyone's on your you know, as your best mate and stuff like that. But as soon as it doesn't go your way, they're uh, they're looking for blood, aren't they? Sorry, Anthony, on you go, boss. And before I move on, it was Luxembourg' highest loss uh, since I think 1982 when they lost 9-0 to England. Do you reckon it's going to be biggest loss of uh, 2023? Please. Do you think it's going to be the biggest loss of yeah, 2023 yeah, it, for everybody? I'm talking about even, uh, for everybody, even from uh, New Zealand losing to Vanuatu or something. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm sure there's going to be somewhere in the world, maybe in the sixth division of, uh, I don't know, San Marino. I've, I don't no, mate, it's out in, uh, isn't it out in Africa where all the matches get rigged and they lose like 42-1 and all that sort of stuff. Remember that from last year? I've heard about the, about the story about, about Madagascar, in the Madagascar League when the, when the team scored 100 and like 40 yeah. goals because yeah. they protested against referee decisions the game before, you know. But anyway, so I can uh, tell everything today. Let's move on with the first women's league and for the return in the first league Hesperon start the season already with a bit score to celebrate a 6-0 win uh, over the Anton Rosbach USBC who concede the second defeat of the season with already 16 goals conceded in two games let's see how they're going to perform against teams who are like a bit lower on the table uh, Mama dropped the first points against Anton via WMG as they drew 1-1 after surprise Amy Thompson gave them the lead. It was Sophie Maurer who scored the equaliser from a direct free kick. Racing also had the difficulties against Dickirsch and it was Karin Kaur who scored the only goal as the team from the capital won 1-0. Defedange defeated Betambourg in adding time thanks to Machado who converted a penalty to make it 2-1. And finally, L defeated Young Linster in an 8-goal game 5-3. Then, uh, not only the league have been played, uh, also the Coupe des Dames. Um, yeah, before we move to the men's football again, let's check just the results from the first round of the Women's Cup. We've got uh, Husingen Mama 0-8, Anton Itzig Aspel Nidakon 1-8, uh, Trois-Vierges Wasserbillig 1-15. Yeah, we ha- you, ha- you will see some big scores now more. Uh, Lynch and Rimelange 5-2, uh, Paffendal Dickers 0-12, Merzig Wincher 3-1. The biggest surprise of this one. Differdance Junglinsta 2-1. Bissen Betonburg 0-9. What? Go on. 19. Is that the biggest one? Why don't they seed it? What's the point? You know, just let the, the leagues play amongst themselves and then ultimately you're gonna you're gonna refine it. There's no, nothing to be gained by losing yeah, conceding true, 19 goals. True. 
Uh, entend VMG, entend Rossport 6-1. US Sunfire, Racing 0-3 because of forfeit. Uh, Beaver, Red Summer. <laughs> Mate, listen, start easy. Call yourself. Let's, let's, Call yourself. Let's play the game off. So Call we yourself. Three now. No, listen, no, let's play. So I, know, so, I know Sylvie who's putting that team together. They just come and you've got the local hairdresser. You've got, uh, you got everyone making up that team. You just knock it on the head there, Sunshine. Sure. Carry on, please. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, you're, unfair, you're in the last league from the women's, and sometimes you can't even get an 11 uh, player yeah. team together, and you've got to play against yeah. the game. Yeah, she gave me a call up after I put on a skirt. I would have, uh, I would have shorts. I, would have, I think I would have, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beaver Mel to five and Fola HL 07. And then let's move on to the big part. We have two minutes left, so let's go. And the biggest surprise of the day was Mondov's win against Dudelange. The host team crushed the F91 4 0. They completely overslept the first half and conceded three goals in the first 26 minutes. What, what has happened? To, what the hell has happened to Dudelange? Are we seeing that downfall this season? No money. No cash. I don't, no. I, I don't rubbish. They, maybe they lost their biggest players with Skandurovic and Sinani and Morin, but they got some good players like Van Lingen, uh, Roma, and some other players. I don't know what's happening. Uh, also, Hasbronch had some struggle today against the Escher Fola, who were actually second last in the league table. Uh, a 2-1 win was enough to grab the three points and climb on the seventh place. No clue what's going on with the title contenders of last season, but also like the European contenders, because uh, Niederkorn also dropped points against Rospo. They couldn't go over a draw as the game ended 1-1. Uh, Petersch lose as well to Wils Tournil and really disappoint this season as they only won once in six games. Uh, Racing wins finally against Schifflange 1-0 thanks to a late goal from Amex Kekai in the last minutes. Uh, Kersing against Jeunesse ended 1-1 and some positive news for today. Mersch wins surprisingly against Monerich with a score of 2-1. It was Benny Bresch who was back on the score sheet. Good on you, Benny. Legend. And scored twice. Maybe it's going to be somebody from the national team. Who knows? We yeah. announced it once in the podcast. Maybe the dream is going to become reality. With five goals already this season, he's the top scorer in the Bijal League together with three other players. And yeah, my predictions at the moment. So I'll have to give him a shout. I'll pop my message, get him back on. Yeah. You know, this is the, that's what happens when you come on the show. Things happen, you know? Things happen. <laughs> that's good, that's good. <laughs> and to wrap up the show, let's mention uh, one a national team player, Bar- Leandro Barrejo, who scored his eighth Bundesliga goal since his first game in the league. It was against Stuttgart, also although they lost 3-1. And that's, that's that's not really football, but in uh, EAFC 24, the ratings have been leaked. Alejandro Barrero is the first ever Luxembourg player with a gold card with a 76 rating. Wow. Look at you wow. for the stats, pal. Huh? He was. If there's, there's no one better, Anthony Perez, less foot new. Well, James, absolute pleasure. As always, you can check out the rest of the team uh, tomorrow from 6 a.m. You've got Sam Steen show. You've got Stephen Steps Low with the lunchbox at 12. And then you've got Melissa Dalton with the home stretch from 3. Don't forget Dave Burrows and his DB3 sessions. And, of course, Sarah Tapp and the Hangover shows. As always, we give a big shout-out to all the volunteers out there who make our sporting world tick from, I'm trying to make this relate to triathlon, from uh, pumping up the tyres, you know, uh, handing out the waters, the marshalling, Doing up the shoelaces. Yeah, basically anything that involves getting youngsters involved in sport. If you're doing that, you keep doing what you're doing because that's obviously what makes uh, fundamentally the sporting world tick. But until then, boys, absolute pleasure. It's cheer. Cheer. Cheer.